I'm Ruth Sukup, and this is your weekly quick win, just because you asked. Welcome to the Do It Scared podcast, Quick Win. Our goal is to create actionable solutions to real life problems that you can apply to your own life right away. This Quick Win episode is brought to you by the Doing It Scared coaching program. And if you've ever felt overwhelmed or like you're all alone when it comes to achieving big things in your life, then Doing It Scared is the perfect place to find the support, motivation, and accountability you've been craving. You can find out more about what's included and join our waiting list at doitscared.com slash coaching. That's doitscared.com slash coaching. Today's big question comes from Ashley Kay, who asks this, how long should you work on a habit to get it established? I'm good at starting something, but I get sidetracked and get out of habit very quickly. I understand why I should be working to create better habits. I just can't ever seem to make them stick. What am I missing? Ashley, I can definitely relate to this struggle, and I'm sure a lot of other people probably can too. Because so many of us, myself included, are so good at starting things, whether it's a new diet, a new exercise routine, a new budget, a new work schedule, a new cleaning schedule, whatever change we want to insert in our lives. We get super enthusiastic. We start out all gung-ho. Maybe we start by wanting to change all sorts of things all at once. We say, we set a line in the sand. We pick a date. We pick the beginning of the month or the beginning of the year, and we say, okay, this is it. I'm making all these changes. But then before we even know what happens, we lose interest or we get off track or we just get fed up and quit. And all of a sudden, we completely fall off the wagon. We're right back to square one. Sound familiar? I know it does for me because it happens to me all the time. I did that for a long, long time. Whenever I was trying to make big changes in my life, I would get so overly enthusiastic about all these things that I wanted to do or change or fix in my life that I would try to do it all at once. And I think that's normal. It's normal to, when you want to make a change, to feel like, oh, if I don't make a big change, it doesn't count. If I don't do something significant, if I don't completely revamp everything in my life all at the same time, it's not going to be good enough. And we got to get out of that mentality. We got to get out of that thinking because the reality is that when we're trying to do too much at once, we're actually sabotaging ourselves. We're setting ourselves up for failure. There's no way to actually stick to those kind of big sweeping changes. We see changes that happen for other people and we assume that the changes that happen for other people or the things that other people have accomplished, these big, amazing, momentous things in their lives have all happened all at once, but it doesn't work that way. The reality is that we all only have a limited amount of discipline. There's only so much. Everybody has their own discipline reserve. It's like a tank, like a discipline tank, right? And so You can only use so much of that every single day before you have to fill your tank again. You either have to sleep, you have to eat, you have to do all the things that fill up your tank and allow you to rest so that you can create 
more disciplined to do other things. There's been lots of studies on this. There's been lots of tests about kids and marshmallows and letting them sit there. And and there's so much research that's gone into the fact that we all have a limited amount of discipline. If you use your discipline for one thing, you will have less of it for all of the other things that you need to do. So what happens when we are trying to make big changes in our life, if we're doing so many changes at once, that's re- that's taking up all of that res- reserve of discipline. That's taking up that whole tank, all the energy that we have, all the discipline that we have. We're putting it all towards all these big, massive, sweeping changes. And we can do that for a little while, but we can't do that indefinitely. You can't stick to it indefinitely because you also need that discipline just to make it through your day. You need your discipline to get through work. You need your discipline to get through just the normal, the normal stuff that you have to do. Cleaning, cleaning your house. If that's one of your things, getting dinner on the table, parenting your children. There's, there's only a limited amount of discipline. And so what happens is when you have to then use that discipline for something else, you don't have any left to do these changes anymore. You can't maintain it. You can't sustain all of these changes that you've been trying to make. And that's when you fall off the wagon and you lose your energy because these big sweeping changes just take up way too much energy. So why am I telling you this? Well, for a habit to stick, it needs to happen slowly but consistently because you can't use up all that energy at once. Because the cool thing about habits and the cool thing that and the reason that it's so important to create good habits in your life is that habits actually use a different part of your brain than discipline requires. That is from Charles Duhigg, The Power of Habit. Um, he talks about that. It requires a different part of your brain. So when you've actually established a habit in your life, when there's something in your life that you do automatically without really thinking about it that has become a true habit, it's not taking from that reserve. It's not draining your tank. And so obviously, if you want to be able to do more things in your life and bigger and better things in your life, it would be in your best interest to build many good habits, right? The more good habits you can create, the more potential you're creating for yourself. But you, the key is to know that you cannot create those habits all at once. It doesn't happen that way. For a habit to stick, it has to happen slowly but consistently. That's the only way it's going to shift your brain and start using a different piece of your brain. Just you need to trust that those small habits will build over time into big changes. You got to be patient. And that's probably the hardest part, right? Is, is to be patient, to make, to be willing to make little tiny incremental changes that don't feel like a lot as you're doing them and don't feel like nearly enough. But if you can do them consistently, will ultimately build into something really, really huge. So with that in mind, how do you make new habits actually stick so they become part of your normal routine and start to use that other piece of your brain? Um, so here's a few here's a few tips. I think a few simple practices. And this is something I've been really working on a lot in the last year or so is creating better habits in my life and actually making them stick. Because I am totally that girl. I am the girl that was, <laughs> wants to make big sweeping changes all at once. And then I go all gung-ho and then I lose interest and I was tired of being on that on that 
sort of off on, off again, on again track all the time. So I wanted to start building, building small habits that would stick over time. So the first thing that you need to do when you're ready to make a change in your life and create a new habit is to get super intentional and super clear about what specific habit that you want to create and which one thing you're going to start with. You have to pick one thing and you have to make it small. So if it's a big change that you want to make in your life, you need to pick one little piece of that. You can't make it too big. You can't make it too hard. If it's too hard, you won't be able to stick with it. It'll take up too much energy. If it's too big, if it's too dramatic, if it's too outside of what you're already doing, it's going to be hard. It's really hard to make that change. So pick one tiny little thing that you want to change and don't make it too big. Then the next step on that is to think through your current habits. And whether you realize it or not, we all have a lot of things that we do every single day automatically without even thinking about it. They are Those are true habits. They are not using up any energy or any discipline in our brain. We just do them. Some of those habits are good. Some of those habits are bad. Some of those habits are neutral. But the best way to make a new habit stick is to actually connect it to an old habit that you're already doing. It's like this is a way of kind of short short circuiting the process, I guess, or not short circuiting, but taking a shortcut to making something happen, something new happen automatically, attach it to something that you already do automatically so that you don't have to think about it so much. So for instance, you know, if the first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning is go to the bathroom, then what can you attach to that habit to make that, to make something else stick? Um, it's called, ha- this, this is called habit stacking. Maybe you've heard about it before, but it's super powerful. So one way that I've done this in my life, and I think I've talked about it before on the podcast, but one habit that I really wanted to create for myself is to be tidier, right? That's something that I just, I tend to be a mess maker And what I was noticing about myself is that during the week when I'm all of my discipline reserve gets used up on work, that's just pretty much what it is. Whatever is in my tank, all of that energy goes towards work because I work really hard. I work long hours during the week. And so on Saturday, I would find I would wake up on Saturday and be like, oh my gosh, my house is so messy. I need to tidy. I need to clean everything up. I need to clean everything. And so I was spending, you know, a good portion of my day on Saturday, then going back and tidying up my closet and tidying all these little messes I had left all over the house all the time. My, my bathroom counter and, you know, just clothes on the floor, things that I hadn't hung up little things like that. And on top of that, this lack of tidiness would really drive my husband crazy. He would go, why can't you just pick up after yourself? I don't understand. And I couldn't explain to him. I mean, it makes sense now realizing I only had a limited amount of discipline and it wasn't going to keeping things tidy. And so so I decided I'm going to make a new habit for myself. I'm going to tie, I'm going to spend five minutes after work every day tidying up. That's going to be, that's the habit that I want to create. But I had to find a way to connect it to a habit that I already had, to something that I was already doing. Well, my habit that I have when I'm done working is that I go into the kitchen and I have this beautiful little wine area in our kitchen with all my bottles of wine and glasses. And it's just like my favorite little spot in the whole house. 
And my favorite thing to do after work is to pour myself a glass of wine and to sit and chill, chat with my husband and have my glass of wine. So that's my normal routine. That's my normal habit. That is something that I do automatically without even thinking about it. Before I even, it's one of those, you know, have you ever noticed when you go to drive to the grocery store, drive somewhere, you go all the time, all of a sudden you get there and you're like, I don't even remember getting here. That's when you're, you know, you're using a different part of a brain of your brain. Well, that's what pouring that glass of wine is to me. I don't even remember doing it half the time. It just is such an automatic piece of my day. So I pour myself my glass of wine, but now before I can take that first sip of my wine, the way that I've stacked this habit before I can take the first sip is that I have to spend five minutes tidying. And so now for me, tidying has become, I've been doing this for many months now, and it has become a habit that has stuck. It's just automatic. I pour myself a glass of wine. I spend five minutes tidying up. And would you believe that five minutes of tidying every day is enough to keep my house tidy? It didn't take a lot of effort. And so when I look back, I go, why was this so hard for me? It shouldn't have been that hard. It's five minutes. But small changes taken consistently over time always add up to big things. And I couldn't get my whole house clean in five minutes, but now that I maintain it every single day, I'm able to keep things tidy in just five minutes of tidying a day. And that is how habit stacking work, and that's how powerful it is. But you have to pick something small, tie it to something that you already do automatically. Okay? So the third thing that you might want to do is to put safeguards in place that are either going to make good habits easier for you or bad habits harder for you. And that's where you have to be very clear and intentional about the habit that you're trying to create and also think through what's actually happening. What makes it hard for me to do this habit? So a few examples that I can give you of this is one of the habits that I've been trying to work on this this year is to not look at my phone first thing in the morning when I wake up because I would have my phone as my alarm clock, like for many people. And the first thing I would do is my alarm would go off. I would turn it off and the phone would already be in my hand. And all of a sudden I would find myself checking my email and looking online and looking at Facebook all while I was still in bed. And before I know it, you know, 30 or 45 minutes is gone and I'm still there scrolling through my phone kind of dumb, not something that I want to do every single morning. So I wanted to break that habit, but I was really struggling to break that habit because it was just so ingrained in me. It's so automatic before I was even thinking about it. And what I finally realized is that the best way to break that habit would be to stop using my phone as my alarm clock and to actually use something else. So I realized that I have an alarm on my Fitbit watch And I could just set an alarm on my Fitbit and use that as my alarm clock. And so I started doing that. And guess what? I don't look at my phone anymore because it's not right there. So I've put a safeguard in place that makes that good habit easier to stick to or makes that bad habit harder to do, I guess, would be (laughs) easier. Another example of this is uh, for me, one of the, another one of the habits that I've been working on building this year is exercising. So there's a couple things that I've done with and and actually going for a run. And there's a couple things that I've done to help make that easier. But one of the things that I noticed was making it harder was that I wake up really early and my husband is still asleep because I get up at four, four o'clock in the morning. My husband is still asleep and I would want to get my running clothes on, but my 
all my workout clothes were in the dresser, which was in the bedroom and not in the closet. So, but I could get dressed in the closet, but I didn't have the, have my workout clothes in the closet. So I wouldn't want to wake him up. I wouldn't want to turn on the light, couldn't find the things. So I wouldn't put my workout clothes on and then I wouldn't go running. So what I realized is that if I wanted to make that habit easier, all I needed to do was move all my workout clothes into the drawers in the closet and move some of the things that were in the closet drawers (laughs) into the dresser in the bedroom. And suddenly all my workout clothes were right there in the closet. I could go in the closet, close the door, turn on the light, get dressed without waking him up. And it solved all the problems, made it so much easier. And then another safeguard that I put in place or another way that I've made that habit stick in my life is that I tell myself, the only thing I have to do is put my workout clothes on. I have to put my workout clothes on. I have to put my shoes on, but I don't actually have to go for a run if I don't feel like it. But the act of actually getting my workout clothes on and getting my running shoes on, by the time I've done that, then I think, eh, most of the day, most days, I think, eh, I might as well just go for a run, at least a short one. And so it's the habit that I've worked on creating of automatically getting dressed in the morning into my workout clothes that has allowed me to actually get better at running. So make small changes. My point on all of this is make very small changes. Don't try to change too many things at once. You want to make it easy and effortless so that it becomes natural to you so that you can do it over and over and over again. All right, so just a few tips to help you make habits stick. I hope that helps. And that is your quick win for today.